0: attending to how they do in relationship with me attending to the relational attending to the somatic brings a lot of shifts in their life in the here and now and outside of the office too
1: hi i'm lou welcome to season two of therapy and the body One thing we always have during this lifetime is our bodies. They follow us everywhere we go, sensing our excitement, fear, joy, and more. So let's include the body in the therapeutic process. Come with me. Let's explore how together. So today we have Shirley DeVere here. Shirley is the founder and lead teacher of Beholding Relational Somatic Healing and a licensed marriage and family therapist. She is currently in a PhD program at California Institute of Integral Studies in Somatic Psychology and is writing her dissertation on the use of safe touch in psychotherapy. She has earned an M.A. in Transpersonal Counseling Psychology from John F. Kennedy University and a B.A. in Social Work from Hafa University in Israel. For over 10 years, she has taught as a certified Hakomi teacher at the Hakomi Institute of California, John F. Kennedy University, CIIS, and Shalouf Center in Aviv, Israel. She has supervised associates pursuing MFT licensure and currently mentors licensed practitioners. Shirley has been practicing psychotherapy since 1997 in agencies and private practice, seeing families, children, couples, and individuals. She has been training in psychodynamic work, attachment, EMDR, Sensory Motor Trauma Therapy, The Enneagram, Family Therapy, Craniosacral Therapy, and Body Mind Centering with Bonnie Bainbridge-Cohen. Her main work today focuses on healing relational wounds with safe embodied touch. Her spiritual practice and meditation support how she holds her work and her teaching. Personally, I am so happy to have her here. She is a friend and clinical mentor, and I've been learning from her for over four years. I've seen this woman in action, and let me tell you, she is a deeply gifted healer and somatic psychotherapist. She has had and continues to have a beautiful influence on how I work with clients and who I am as a therapist. So welcome to you, Shirley.
0: Thank you so much, That's Very, very sweet. So how did rash come to be Looking back it's a lifelong process from my own childhood and my own healing and uh being a mom and raising my two kids and being really inspired all my life to inquire what is healing and what what provides healing and, and um and what is not healing and sitting with people for so many years, from all the way back in Israel. I used to see Holocaust survivors and um, families with children with at risk. And I was really curious, what will help them? What is healing? I was a, so, a young social worker and um, I was just curious. is that, like, what is my role with them? How can I support them so they can have better sleep at night? So they can um have better relationship with their kids, they can raise their kids. <clears throat> I feel Rush was born since uh, <laughs> since all my life since i since since I was born in a way.
1: <laughs> yeah like, uh,
0: all my process, yeah,
1: that's really beautiful. And I don't know if you listeners can feel what I'm feeling, but when Shirley shares about this, the depth of of her words is felt. i knew that was a loaded question
0: (laughs) (laughs) and and then lou if i'm thinking like the, the actual of touch work and relational somatic healing it started with clients it started with me sitting with clients and i was a back then i was hakomi teacher and offering clients somatic work and transpersonal work because I'm transpersonal trained and then there were a few clients that I didn't feel like I could get into with with all my tools and Mm. I felt I needed something else and there was those clients that were uh, deeply uh, depressed or were uh, in severe trauma vortex or anxiety that they could not get out of their house or out of bed and it was those those clients that I started to inquire of like, what else can we do here? Because they, they felt very tired of talking. They felt uh-huh. very um, hopeless about psychotherapy. It, yeah. it doesn't help. And every time I try to do another intervention, another feeling to your body or let's go inside or uh, let's do that movement or just gesture that I was used to do, they were resistant going there and they were mm. like, like lifeless in them. And yeah. they're like, what's the hope? What? I don't want to do that. Mm. And those clients show me the way of like, okay, it must be another way. How, how, how about if we listen to your body and let your body rest and let me hold you while you rest? Cause those clients had were exhausted and um, couldn't sleep at night and, exhausted from your, from the thoughts and from the thinking and the anxiety or depression and the life demands and their family demands and their kids and they were exhausted and all all they wanted to do is hide in and i was trying to meet them where they were at and say okay let's how about if you let yourself hide in my hands how mm. about you let yourself rest and i will just hold you and make sure that you can rest here and that's how the touch work came alive to me and in those moments when clients tried something new with me because they had nothing to lose they were i they were in the end of their rope and just okay i have nothing to lose and i was holding them on the table with light safe touch and conscious and um consent and this is where I started to see the changes in them. And this is like client by client. I would see the miracles and the changes and I would be so inspired. It's just that it felt like this is all I want to do. Wow. I just want to
1: do that. Wow. Shirley's face is just lit up right now talking about this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's really amazing to see that because we're not doing much. As therapists, we're so used to do a lot. And we are, we are paid to, for clients to feel better. So we feel responsible for their healing. But actually, when we do the touch work that we do in relational somatic healing, we don't do much. We really just be and just be in our presence and our love. And with that, we are adding the hands there. And it's just very nourishing to, for
1: us as therapists and for the clients as well. I love how you demonstrate how with doing less and just being present, that that's so nourishing and not only nourishing for the clients, but actually nourishing for the practitioner. That is such a beautiful message that I haven't heard very much. And when I share that message, people are very surprised.
0: A lot of, I've worked with a lot of students and, um, many of them were even not licensed and they're already burned out. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I was like feeling that's not okay. Like, why do we need to be burned out? Someone is not quite right there. Yeah. What needs to happen for us to be nourished in this work and not to be burned out? And for me, I found this way of accepting myself and listening to myself as one of the key elements in our work. If I'm listening to myself and I'm attending to myself and I am with myself in the session with the client, they will receive that, too. And it will be nourishing for both for me and for them at the same
1: time. Beautiful. And so let's back up a little bit and say, like, what is Beholding Relational Somatic Healing? It started with, the name started with Relational Somatic Healing mm-hmm.
0: because we felt that the work is, and I'm saying we because I'm not, I, am, I have a team with me. I'm very lucky to have a wonderful team. Lou is one of them. Thank you <laughs> for being in my team. I have a wonderful team of, of women that we are, um weaving this work together and i'm feeling very lucky so we it, it felt it first started with relational somatic healing because we felt that the work is it's very relational first first we are two people here there is me and there is you and we're two people beyond me being a therapist and having the expertise we're two humans we're two humans being in this world being in this boat that is is lifelong learning so it's very relational and we work with the body the body is not just a vehicle the body is not just a key the body is not just a door to the unconscious the body is and the body is a thinking body the body is a conscious body the body is a wealth of information the body is alive the body is joyful the body is Carrying everything, so for me, the body is such an important element of of the healing process because the body and the mind are not separable. They are together seeing how the body works and unfolding the, the process on the table with the, with a client, letting the body do the work, letting the body unfold, letting the body remembers what it needs to do. it just it just witnessing healing and birthing in, in every session. So that's the, that's the somatic, that relational somatic and the healing is we are, we are addressing healing. We are not just interested in talking about things. Clients love to talk and they have a lot to share. And, but if we only talked and if they only like, tell me what's happening, it's not staying with them and it's not, it's not satisfying. And the changes are not happening. We're really inviting a platform for healing.
1: Mm.
0: And not just to talk about it, not just to be curious, not just to inquire or analyze, but really bring the healing to the focus. What is healing? What is nourishing in this moment for you? When I think about relational somatic healing, I'm thinking about meeting clients where they are at. Being with them in a way that provides the opportunity for change and healing in the relational realm—how they do in relationship with me, how they are interacting with me—gives me a lot of information of how they are doing relationship and where are the elements that they feel that they need support or they're stuck. And attending to how they do in relationship with me, attending to the relational, attending to the somatic brings a lot of shifts in their life in the here and now and outside of the office too. And the the word beholding came from one of my classes at CIS. I was presenting this work and one student in the end of the workshop, I had them just say a word and he said, the word that I have in mind is beholding. And I loved it. So we added that to our title. It's because it's about being, be, And it's about holding. We're holding our clients
1: so they can reach the full potential. Beautiful, Shirley. Thank you for for sharing. And so we have a class coming up this fall, Mm -hmm. Beyond Attachment. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that class and who it's for? So when we
0: are formulating our work more and what is relational somatic healing we have realized that what we're really passionate about is sharing what is healthy relationship looks like and feels like a lot of our clients don't even know what this healthy relationship feels like and we call it beyond attachment because attachment has a great contribution to the field of psychology and we really appreciate attachment and we're moving beyond it it's not about labeling which attachment style do you have it's about really feeling the felt sense of what is a healthy connection what is a healthy bonding we love the word bonding more because it's about bonding with another person a lot of our clients, basically, when I'm thinking about all my clients all the years, the number one topic that people talk about in therapy is relationships. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Relationships with their spouse, relationship with their kids, relationship with the boss, relationship with friends, with their mother, with their father, with their siblings. It's all about relationships, and. My passion, our passion in relational somatic healing is to really share the felt experience of what is a healthy connection in the here and now with another person. What does it, how does it feel like a healthy connection? What does it mean? How does it feel in my body, in my blood, in my, in my uh, breath, in my bones to sit with somebody and to feel safe and to feel connected? and to feel inspired and to feel loved. So this is is really important to us to share that with the world. What is healthy relationship? Our module, our class on Beyond Attachment is really focusing on that, on how can we attend to a client in a way that they can feel healthy connection with us. With naming also the way the old habits, how they do relationships that is not leading to a healthy relationship, but it's a habit. We learned how to relate to another person from our own wounds, from our old childhood history. We, we, We formed habits of relational patterns. And here we are trying to see, hey, look at this pattern. There's a pattern here. How you're doing relationship with me here right now feels far away or feels like you don't really see that I'm here with you or feels that you're not letting me in. This is a pattern. There is no judgment about it. This is an old habit. And what we're trying to do is to offer some light about it. Let's look at that. Let's look at that old habit without judgment or shame. Let's just look at that and then offer a new way of relating. How about what would it be to feel safe with me right now? What would it be to let me in right now? What would it be to to feel that um, you're important to me right now? Uh, We are really looking at the nuances or the micro expression of how they do in relationship with me we can notice that from their gestures from their face from their eye contact the quality of their eye contact the quality of their facial expressions and we can also notice it in our kind of transference and this is where i'm very inspired by the work of hannah Levinston with her wonderful work around time-limited brief psychodynamic therapy. She's really relying on the kind of transference of the therapist. What do I feel with you right now in the room? And not to dismiss it and not to say, oh, it's not okay, but just really, what if we really listen to that as indicators, as teachers, like what do I feel with with you right now in the room? How does it feel to me to be with you? And to bring it up. With them to the surface as a curiosity. Because how they do in relationship with me, they do in relationship with everybody else too. And this is where they need help. Because if a client is not letting me in in the moment right now, they are doing the same outside of the room too with everybody else. So if we will say, hey, let's look at that, it feels like you're very protecting, it feels like you're not letting me in feels like it's hard to let me in let's look at that and let's notice everything about it and then offer also how would you like to be with me right now what will make you feel safe right now because clients are eager to do it differently but they
1: don't know how they yeah. don't know if it's, that it's possible. Who who is it for? We're teaching this to therapists. Yes,
0: we're teaching this to therapists. We are excited to accept therapists that are already working in the field or new therapists that have some experience are also a great audience for our class. But people that are inspired to be real with their clients are inspired to bring the relationship. As a vortex of healing, to bring their counter transference, to bring themselves fully and not to hide behind therapist hat, but just to be real, be human. We also, we also really challenging the hierarchy in the room. I have more expertise. Yes, I went to school and yes, I earned and I have this experience, but we're really too human here. And what I feel is also important, and what you feel is too important. It really speaks to therapists that are ready to jump into this level of work, of realness, of true connection. I also wanna mention that we're very passionate about um, Mm. inclusion and diversity and social justice, because it starts in a relationship between two people. And we really feel the potential of um, healing and listening, because it's really about listening. This work is about deep, deep listening. And we're really excited about the potential of healing and listening in the room with two people. And then all bringing up all the power dynamic, bringing up all the cultural dynamic, bringing up all the sensitive topics that are really hard to talk about, but Mm -hmm. we're doing it in a relational way. So I can't hide my skin color. I can't hide my ethnicity. I can't hide who I am. And maybe it's a good place to say that I am from Israel and I am. I was born in Israel. I'm Jewish, Arabic uh, descent, and um, I'm very passionate about understanding power dynamic and understanding differences and cultural and um, microaggression and. Healing, healing those realms in our, in our cultures and all over the world. It can happen
1: in the therapy room as well. And it starts with how we're relating to each other. Exactly. Yeah. Going back to the relational aspect, noticing what's in the way of our connection or what's contributing to our connection, what's uncomfortable about the connection. We yes. get to explore all that.
0: Yes, and, and to be brave to ask those questions, to be brave to stay
1: in relationship and like, how is it to be with me right now? And it's interesting how this class came to be because it came to be because we weren't allowed or we weren't able to do touch right. in the beginning of the pandemic. And so we figured out a way to explore connection deeply without the use of touch and with being on uh, Zoom or working remotely. So I just wanted to highlight that this is available even for therapists who aren't seeing clients in person.
0: Yes, the pandemic happened and a lot of my students who who were using touch told me surely what are we going to do now we can't do touch and I said well we can do the same things the relational work also through zoom I know it's not quite the same and there's nothing like touch but the relational work came alive to us as its own entity like teaching students and therapists how to really focus on the relational work and we can do it by Zoom, and we can do it in person without touch, just really attending to the relationship between two people and attending to the needs in relationship because most of our needs are pretty simple. Most of our needs of clients or of us are pretty simple. Diana Fosha is naming it as, an, as undoing aloneness. And I really like that. I'm doing aloneness. Most of my clients feeling so alone. And how can we attend to that in a way that they will feel that there is somebody there with them, that they're not alone. So we can do it through Zoom and person without touch too. And of course, when we are teaching touch, it's really amplifies it. And really the healing is much more profound with it. But we can definitely do it
1: without touch as well. So beyond attachment is for anyone who's ready to explore the client and therapist relationship in the present moment, whether you're interested in touch or, or even not, or not yet. Is there anything else you want to add about Rush in general or about the class coming up?
0: Um, we're very excited about this class in the fall. This is, we, we have taught it on Zoom, and this is our first time doing it in person. And we are very excited to share this magic and what happens when we truly attend to somebody in the here and now, to the relational field between us. What happens there? And it really simplifies the work to see that what we really need to heal is not much, and what we really need to heal is really feeling that somebody's there, feeling that somebody's listening, somebody's loving us, somebody's there. It's so true. But there is a lot of unwinding that needs to happen for us to just fully be there, fully listen, because it's the art of listening starts with our embodiment of fully being in ourselves so the class will be a lot of exercises on our somatic exercises of ourselves being in our body first we're not connecting yet we are first in ourselves feeling our own skin feeling our own body and then from there we are connecting with another person
1: yeah there's so much depth and realness when that happens It's it's really
0: modeling healthy relationship and healthy boundaries and healthy embodiment. It's like the modeling of it in the here and now. But that's why those somatic exercises that we will do in the class are really important. And this is maybe a good time to say that I'm really grateful for my teacher, Bonnie Benbridge-Cohen, that taught me so much about embodiment and relationship and healthy boundaries
1: and healthy connections
0: i'm really grateful for her
1: well thank you so much shirley i'm glad you know my listeners will will get to hear who i've been talking about (laughs) and what i've been talking about directly from the source (laughs) so you take care thank you so much lou (laughs) Bye. bye Thank you so much for listening to Therapy and the Body. To get in touch with me about trainings, interviews, or private sessions, visit my website at loujacksontherapy.com. Lou is spelt with an L-U.